0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another Henrico's Environmental Action Resource Team podcast. My name is Jeff Wydell, and I'm with the Henrico County Public Relations Department. And I'm very excited today because we're here with the Chief of Staff for Henrico County, Kara Tratina. She's also one of the co-chairs of our group today. So, Carrie, hi, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. I love talking about the environment, so ah. I'm happy to be here today.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, our group has been coming along fairly well. Why don't you um, give us a brief on really what the HART Committee is?
1: Absolutely. So, the HART Committee, which has been recently branded, but it started off as just the Environmental Committee, it 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 came to fruition because the, the government itself, Henrico, has been really active in environmental initiative since 2013. And before I get into the heart, I do want to talk a little bit about those efforts, you know, uh, because every department has really taken it upon themselves since 2013 to figure out how to positively impact our local ecosystem, right? Right. So um, if you look at our buildings, what we've done when we construct new park facilities or schools, we've get some kind of lead standard, you know, a a high standard of efficiency. So we have 22 of those buildings since 2013. Mm. We have six rooftop solar systems. And so that traverses both school and county properties. And now we're looking to install solar systems at landfills. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, talk about a great use of of vacant land. Um, We've restored 15,000 feet of stream. So we've helped water quality, by, you know, re-regulating erosion and sediment that's been impacting our stream beds. Mm-hmm. We've conserved more than 2,000 acres of historic rural and riverfront properties in Eastern Henrico. I mean, 2,000 acres. Wow. That's incredible. It you is know? amazing. And 2.5 miles of one of those properties is just the James River. Mm. So think about what's possible from a passive recreation perspective and conservation. We've expanded mass transit. It's been actually the largest expansion in GRTC's history or our bus system here in the greater Richmond area to cut down on commuter trips and then recycling. I mean, that's been really a hot topic in the region, but you know, we're, we're rolling out uh, 95 gallon recycling carts to 90,000 households Wow! just in Henrico County. So hopefully you know, that will cut down on what's going to the landfills and what we can reuse within you know, manufacturing. And those are just some of the areas that we've been doing for, you know, over a decade. Mm -hmm. So the heart committee was centralizing all those efforts and bringing better collaboration amongst all of the county agencies and schools to think about what we can do from an economies of scale and not just within our own department. So that's really how it came to fruition. I think we've been meeting six months, Mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit longer since then. And man, have we been busy.
0: So. And, and you know, one of the things I think is really cool about this um, committee is that we have a mixture of different people in the county. It's not just the people that have the detailing stuff, but it's the people that are also in different departments that add a different point of view.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have entry-level employees, you have higher-level management, you have people who work in policy, who work in technical, who work in program management. It's really the gamut of the type of workforce representation that we have. You have tenured employees, you have um, employees who this is just a passion of theirs, you know, Um, or it's an emerging trend. You know, I, I like to bring up the fact that the Sports Entertainment Authority is represented and is very active, right? Because that's ESG. So environment, social and governance efforts are becoming very popular within corporate and tourism sectors. And so it's important that they stay engaged in what the county is doing to help attract more of those opportunities.
0: Right, and and another thing too that, and I know I'm kind of jumping around, but another one of the key focuses that we want to try to do is get the word out to the community. We're working okay. on a website, but one of the things that I've been able to participate, in, you as well, is community outreach about really getting out there and meeting people. And so we've had two events so far that we've been involved with, Earth Day, and then we also had the opening of the farmer's market at dory park
1: yeah you had i mean i remember both of those times the booth was busy the whole time i yep. mean and, and people were talking about a variety of things when they were coming up to community members they were asking us well who are you first off right because we're a new group so we got to you know help brand ourselves but they wanted to learn about recycling they wanted to learn about you know our land policies and our development policies one that's um open for public comment and input now is called our comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. So that dictates what the county looks like in our, um, in our development patterns for decades, right? But then they also wanna know, oh, well, what's going on with public utilities? I heard that the Springfield landfill is gonna have solar, what is, what is that? How's that gonna benefit me? So it's right. really cool the, the different aspects of sustainability that our community is involved in and we're able to respond. To that.
0: Right, right. And I love the fact that people that are into environmentalism are showing support for what we're doing, but also the people that are on the fence about what they can do. They're responsive as well. You know, the responding in an open-minded, positive way.
1: Absolutely. When we first started talking about this with uh, the Board of Supervisors in December, they actually directed Steve Yob and I, who's the, the co-chair, he's more of the the technical think tank. He's our chief engineer for the county. Like, <laughs> it's like I branded him that, you know, but um, they wanted to get more stakeholder involvement. So right now we're helping develop a youth council. So students within Henrico County public schools that are interested in environmentalism to help us get that perspective from young people. And then we're also looking to add um, from our adult population, representatives from each magisterial district who can help inform us from all different backgrounds, you know, right. academia, business, engineering, development. We're really seeking all of that input because at the end of the day, we only have one planet and we all live on it. Right. So we all need to contribute to what is the next 10, 20, 30 years going to look like, not just within himreku County, what, because what you do and you're, local ecosystem impacts the macro.
0: Right. And you know, really and truly, we, um, we, we are looking at a situation where we need the input from the community because we can look at regulations and things like that, as far as development and things like that, that we can modify. But if we're not being realistic about it, we're not getting much accomplished.
1: That that's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up because one thing that the heart committee focuses on is what we can control. Because, I mean, there there are things—I would love to be able to regulate a lot of aspects of things that just aren't right. You know, dumping and littering. I mean, I want to be able to do more in those areas than just a fine or um, relying on other levels of government to do their part. Right. But we can't because we're local government. We're at the very bottom of the totem pole when it comes to our authority— within environmental regulation, but we can control a lot. We control what we do with our, uh, our own facilities, our own construction activities. We can help provide clean water to as many people as we can, and that's something that I, I think people forget is a portion of environmentalism and sustainability, reliability, mm-hmm. is having access to our natural resources and not damaging them. Right, You know, and so Bentley Chan, our director of public utilities is on our committee along with many representatives from, from that agency because it's so important and we have control over it. We have Mm -hmm. control over our water and sewer system. So why don't we do something about it? And so the board of supervisors actually put money in this budget to continue to connect our residents who are on well and septic to our system. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that's just one kind of major infrastructure example. Um, But we have been getting some feedback from the community about, well, what else can you do? Well, let's talk about it, you know? And so adding those voices onto our committee about what is our sphere of influence in Mm -hmm. Henrico and how can we maximize our opportunities in that sphere?
0: Right. And you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm excited that we're that we're in on the edge of getting into is increasing our tree canopy. Oh, yeah. And that's something we can affect. You know, as you mentioned, we may not be able to regulate air quality as far as emissions, but we can still help it.
1: We can plant trees, right? I mean, that is, I love, I love talking about trees. You know, I'm not a physical tree hugger, but I do, (laughs) (laughs) I do think that they are a critical tool in our tool belt when it comes to sustainability. Right. Not only do they um, help with carbon sequestration, but they also um, help with drainage issues they improve our water quality, and ultimately they help with biodiversity, right? Yep. And so um, the more that we can plant, and the more that we can measure about how to keep our existing tree canopy healthy, because that's reforestation is not just about cutting, when you cut down a tree, you plant another one, or you plant a similar native species or as close as you can get, that's right. not hurtful to, to the ecosystem. Um, you measure and maintain what you already have. It's right. so important. It's a really a, th- a three-prong process. You have to inventory your existing tree canopy. You have to develop your plans, your reforestation plans, based on that inventory. And the inventory includes um, species, health, age of the existing infrastructure or uh, tree canopy, and if there's no trees there. Right. right. I mean, that's the inventory is, oh, yeah, there are none here. Um, so then the second phase is developing the plan based off of um, that, the data. And then the third portion is implementation. So right. not only just planting the trees, but continuing to measure all of the data sets that you were collecting in the inventory phase and making sure that you're not doing things like mulch volcanoes. I've recently learned that, that term where you um, over mulch. A tree mm-hmm. so um, yeah I could I could actually talk about a reforestation program for this whole podcast but <laughs> that is to your point something very easily that we can do and that we can partner with because one thing that the Board of Supervisors always encourages is building our partnerships because we can't do it alone
0: right. like you
1: said, every citizen, every resident, every business individual, every non-governmental, Partner and the government we all play a role
0: right and you know one of the one of the words in our our community our, our committee's name is action and we're taking action by doing things like this we want to get things going so another thing too, that I just wanted to address as well is that as Henrico County government we want to show by example so we're looking mm-hmm. to reduce our resource use save energy a variety of things like that don't you think that's important
1: oh Absolutely. I mean, that's not just in environmentalism. Do we want to lead by example? We've led by example in other areas like fiscal stewardship and business friendly environment. So why wouldn't we? You know, all the things that I just mentioned before about what we've done since 2013, I don't hear about other local governments having, um, you know, 22 lead buildings or 15,000 feet of streams restored. Right. I mean, those are significant. Um, and we're every time that the committee meets, we're getting closer and closer to having more of those examples for others to follow. Right. I mean, we, uh, what we met about a month ago, and we're going to meet, I think next week. Yeah. And we've de- each subcommittee I believe there's five subcommittees. Now they've all developed a series of short-term and long-term goals. Some of those include looking at other renewable energy sources, so not just looking at solar. What can we do with some of the energy that um, from water? What can we do mm. um, with our existing plants, whether it's at our water reclamation facility or our landfills, to convert some of that gas to power, right? Um, we're already doing it on, on at the Springfield landfill, what about more what can we do more with not just solar but other renewables Um, our water committee you know to the point of telling people what we're doing and showing by example we haven't been doing a good job of showing the community all the things that we have going on and so i think the short-term goal for our water subcommittee is focusing on promoting all the activities like we have a rain barrel program right and I don't think it gets used that much, or mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about it. And maybe they do know about it, but they don't n- understand the benefits, and right. so we want to be able to provide that. They also have um, a great initiative for the development community. So, showing the development community all of the environmental incentives they can gain for including sustainable aspects into their construction projects and right. when they're building communities. So. Sometimes it's about doing things like extending pipe and, you know, thinking about infrastructure. But then other times it's about just having those conversations and putting the information out there. All of that is action that the committee is taking every day. Right.
0: And, you know, it's interesting, too. There's there's another subcommittee that we have that maybe a lot of times people don't necessarily think about sustainability environment necessarily necessarily. And that's the um, mobility and active transportation. Right. Um, And one of the big things that we want to try to get people to think about is using non-powered means of transportation and how that can affect our carbon footprint.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. You talk about air quality. You plant trees, but also encourage people to stop driving their car as much. And that's difficult in central Virginia, right? I mean, we we, we don't live um, in a in places like Europe where it's really well-connected and they have high-speed rail. Right. But we've extended our our bus routes and increased the times and added representation, actually, <laughs> onto GRTC's board of directors. And we have three representatives now when before we were just considered a customer. right? Um, we're also looking to implement a bike plan mm. as part of our comprehensive plan that I mentioned earlier. We've never had a set goal of, you know, in by 2033, we want to have these certain lanes available or connection points for bikes. Right. We're looking to add uh, more multi-use paths. So Mm -hmm. not just bike lanes, but pedestrian and bikers and connecting more public places. Right. So we have, we have pockets in the Brooklyn district and in Fairfield where we have a library and a rec center but they're not connected by sidewalk. Right. Well, what if we did that? Right. How could that help communities that surround those amenities? And they're not
0: far. Mm -mm.
1: It'd be a very easy walk on a non, you know, August day when (laughs) it's really hot outside. (laughs) But yeah, um, multimodal activities are really important because the, the less time your car is on, the better it is. For our air quality exactly. um and it's just figuring out smart ways of achieving it because it's also not inexpensive right. to build sidewalk and roads and connect bikeways so i think what's interesting about that subcommittee is they're thinking of cost efficient ways as well so yep. instead of um, building a whole a bike lane are there ways when we're paving the road and we can just restripe it differently right you know so that it still protects the biker but we're not spending $5 million.
0: Right. And we're looking at things that we can try to accomplish sooner than later. And that that recipe mm-hmm. of sooner than later, a lot of times is being smart about what you already have. Absolutely. You know? You yeah. Know. Cool. Absolutely. Well, we've gone over a lot of stuff. There's this anything else that you wanted to include? We're doing so much.
1: Well, I just really encourage everybody to stay tuned. I mean, you've done quite a few podcasts now, right? Yep. yep. You did one about worms.
0: Yes, we did. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So yep. I think the, the more they stay uh, in tune with your podcast and all the uh, other efforts that the outreach subcommittee is um, trying to maintain and grow right? throughout, you know, the next couple of months and, and just reach out. I mean, um, you can easily find me on the county's website. Right. Steve Yob, like I said, is uh, my co-chair. He's always willing to get technical and to work through interesting <laughs> engineering ideas. Um, but just encourage the general public to continue to stay engaged. We very, need you.
0: Very good, and and we can't forget about the fact that we have our friend here, Stuart, our yeah. envir- our eco turtle, and he always mentions to choose to reuse and to try to be uh, good stewards of the environment. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, good information. Absolutely. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you all next time. Sounds great. Bye.